story seven of the dwarf's chamber and other stories by fergus hume this librivox recording is in the public domain story seven the rainbow camellia country solicitors have fewer opportunities than their urban brethren of handling exceptional cases the friction of metropolitan life develops numerous strange episodes which are of rarer occurrence in provincial centres human nature is no doubt the same in country as in town but the lack of a concentrated population by demanding less ingenuity on the part of the criminal reduces the level of crime moreover bucolic wits are not so keen as those sharpened by the necessities of london life agrarian wrongdoers are usually commonplace rogues who sin in a crude fashion unworthy of notice crime which in the capital is a fine art is in the country commonly the result of a childish outburst of temper these remarks apply peculiarly to the inhabitants of inland market towns and to the rural population of their intervening pasturelands yet at times a case not easily to be paralleled even in the metropolis comes under the notice of a country solicitor such a one as that of the rainbow camellia which is to my mind unique in the annals of crime it was simply a case of theft but sufficiently noticeable for the skilful way in which it was planned and executed my first intimation of the affair came from my wife who one morning entered the breakfast-room with a face expressive of consternation fred said she in an awestruck tone do you remember eliza drupp the housemaid who left six months ago was that the red-haired minx who smashed our best dinner service and who carried a bottle of diamond cement in her pocket to mend breakages yes she has been arrested i'm not surprised whose dinner service is at this time don't jest fred i am very sorry for the poor girl though she has been stealing cook told me all about it she is so excited who is excited cook or eliza oh cook of course then the dinner won't be fit to eat i wish cook would gossip less and attend more to her stewing and frying give me my breakfast nell i must be off early this morning well i added as my wife poured out the coffee and what has eliza drupp been stealing the rainbow camellia what the whole plant no only a bud she went into the gardens yesterday and picked it audacious creature she'll get six months for that old bindle is on the bench and as he is a prominent member of the horticultural society eliza need expect no mercy i don't know what possessed her to do such a thing said nell reflectively and the worst of it is that george beanfield gave information about the theft who is george beanfield and why shouldn't he give information because he kept company with her it is a piece of spite on his part to punish eliza for taking up with the greengrocer i congratulate you on your knowledge of kitchen gossip nell but you have not answered my question who is george beanfield a gardener in the service of the horticultural society i suppose he will be the principal witness against poor eliza how can a man be so mean a man scorned is as dangerous as a woman scorned my dear eliza should not have walked out with the greengrocer by the way was george the man who used to hide in the coal cellar no that was a soldier 
oh then he was the gargantua who devours all the cold meat don't talk nonsense fred go to your office and if you hear anything of the case tell me when you come home i am so sorry for poor eliza this was very charitable on the part of nell so far as i could remember eliza drupp had been a sore trial and i had frequently heard my wife express a hope that the drupp sins would come home to the drupp sinner now that they had come in the most satisfactory manner she regretted the accomplishment of her wishes and pitied the recreant eliza i did not it was impossible to pity a girl who had cost me over twenty pounds in breakages when i reached my office i received a message from eliza requesting me to step round to her cell and discuss the matter as fish did not come to my net in sufficient quantities to make me despise even such small fry as eliza i accepted the invitation and speedily found myself in the presence of my former housemaid she was to be brought before bendel that very morning so there was no time to be lost in learning what defence she proposed to make to judge of the heinousness of eliza's offence it is necessary to state that the horticultural society of foxton is the sole owner of the famous rainbow camellia that unique plant had been brought from china many years ago by a vagrant foxtonian and it was the only one in existence on this side of the world the foxton society prided itself on the possession of this rarity the more so as such possession excited the envy of all rival societies of these many had attempted to beg borrow buy or steal slips of the plant in order to raise rainbow camellias on their own account but hitherto not one had secured even a single bud it was reserved for eliza to commit that crime the blossom was streaked with the seven colours of the rainbow hence its name and as a further priceless qualification it emitted a distinct odour now as with this exception a scented camellia is absolutely unknown it was only natural that the foxton horticulturists should set a high value on their ownership i thought myself that their enthusiasm was exaggerated as the prosperity of foxton did not entirely depend on the possession of that striped and scented flower but then i am not a flower fancier and i cannot appreciate the passions of horticulturists those of foxton were quite offensive in their pride if eliza drupp had stolen the crown jewels the theft would have been a mere venial transgression but that she should call a single bud of the rainbow camellia placed her beyond the pale of ordinary sinners eliza was tearful but voluble she had been born within sound of bow-bells and talked with a strong cockney accent which became more marked with increasing agitation how this child of the london pavement had drifted to foxton i do not know but she had served as housemaid in various houses for the last four years and was accustomed when out of a situation which happened frequently on account of her destructive propensities to visit her parents at hackney her town graces and brazen good looks our cook said they were brazen attracted many admiring swains the vengeful george was one of these but eliza had jilted him in favour of the more opulent greengrocer nemesis in the person of the deserted gardener was now punishing her for such perfidy 
how's he treated me shameful said the tearful eliza just because i wouldn't take him and he shows me up like this if you play with fire eliza you burn your fingers as a natural consequence but this is not the point have you any defence to this charge i should say so sir tain't true as i stole that measly camellier or it was my own come now that's nonsense the foxton rainbow camellia is the only one of its kind in england tain't the only one in the world anyhow sir retorted eliza with some heat i have a rainbow camellia at acne if you won't believe me just tend to my father and see do you mean to say that you possess a plant of the same species i asked rather astonished at this information course i do sir my brother he's a steward he is he goes to china in a three-star loin sir he bought it to me four years ago from foreign parts he did and the flower you wore was off your own bush yes i came here yesterday from acne and i brought it with me just to see if mine would like this one here did you wear it when you entered the gardens no sir i had it in a piper bag and when i was in the greenhouse i take it out when i thought it were the same i pinned it on my dress then that bloom and gonna collar me do you see sir i see but how is it that a blossom is missing from the tree oh, i don't know sir twant me it took it sir you just telegraph to moy father at me and ask him to bring down moy camellia sir yes i'll do that but as he cannot be down in time for the case to-day i'll ask for a remand so that i may ascertain the truth of your story thank you sir am i to die here sir i hope not i will be security for your bail myself that it handsome on your sir and if you see that there george beanfield sir just tell him as how i'll scratch his eye eye his head there was no necessity for me to deliver this agreeable message she did so herself when brought before the magistrate beanfield seemed to appreciate the situation and to congratulate himself that eliza was restrained from violence by two stout policemen as long as possible he remained modestly in the background and it was with manifest reluctance that he came forward when called upon to enter the witness-box the lady in the dock glared at him with a mixture of scorn and rage and again proclaimed her determination to scratch his eyes out when ordered to be silent she relapsed into tears and said she was being put upon i had heard her make this remark before when gently corrected for breaking three plates in succession the court was filled with infuriated members of the horticultural society who wished eliza to be forthwith hanged and quartered it was commonly reported that my client had not only picked the flower but had also stolen a slip of the plant which she designed to sell to a rival society believing that eliza thus intended to rob foxton of the glory of solely possessing the rainbow camellia the horticulturists thought no punishment too severe for so abandoned a creature i applied for a remand which old bendel who was a rabid member of the society was disposed to refuse i pointed out that in the interests of justice the prisoner should be granted sufficient time to communicate with her friends and prove herself innocent of the charge bendel did not believe she had a defence and said as much but after considerable argument i managed to obtain an adjournment for three days 
in the matter of bail i was unsuccessful as the magistrate declined to allow eliza to be at large until the matter had been legally threshed out he was supported in this decision by his angered confreres who had already judged and condemned the delinquent housemaid the ultimate outcome of my application was the removal of eliza to her former captivity when instructing the parental drup by letter as to the misfortune which had befallen his daughter i suggested that to clear her character he should forthwith bring with him to foxton the hackney camellia as to the existence of this plant i had my doubts expecting that eliza had mistaken the variegated scentless camellia for the unique plant of foxton but the bush brought by drup proved to be of the same genus it was streaked with seven colours it was scented and as a proof that eliza was innocent it still bore the stem whence the bud alleged to have been stolen from the foxton greenhouse had been reft her story thus proved to be true but i thought it strange that at such a juncture a blossom should also be missing from our local plant the coincidence was peculiar the inference doubtful my daughter growed this year explained drupp who was quite as cockney in speech as eliza it was brought from china by my son sam as is a steward on the mendeloy says liza to me other day i'll just take a flower to foxton and see if that camellia is the time as mine which she did and now they put her in quad i hope so as how she'll get her orf with so clear a defence i thought it extremely probable that they would let her off but as old bendel was on the bench i knew the fight would be a tough one had eliza worn the bud when she entered the gardens her innocence would have been proved beyond all doubt still as the matter stood i had every hope of clearing her character when eliza was again placed in the dock the court was even more crowded than on the former occasion a rumour had originated i know not how that a plant similar to that owned by the society would be put in evidence by the defence as in duty bound no horticulturist believed this fable as well say there were two queens of england as two rainbow camellias the foxton plant was displayed in all its glory and lost in admiration the onlookers exclaimed that there was none like unto it this biblical exclamation is suitable to the scene for the plant might have been the golden image of nebuchadnezzar so abjectly did its worshippers grovel before it the mere sight of the missing bud roused them to wrathful denunciations against the ravisher when brought before the magistrate eliza wept loudly but on the appearance of george in the witness-box she recovered her spirits and called him names then she again relapsed into tears and sniffed provokingly during the subsequent proceedings beanfield disposed that eliza was not wearing the flower when she entered the gardens but he admitted that she had carried a paper-bag which he feebly conjectured to contain biscuits he had exchanged no words with her as they were not on friendly terms but he declared that she had made a face at him and had derisively put out her tongue when he saw her again the bud produced in court was fastened in the bosom of her dress he at once inspected the rainbow camellia and found a blossom missing upon which evidence he had given eliza in charge for theft 
another gardener proved that no buds were wanting when he saw the plant half an hour before eliza's visit he was followed by the president of the horticultural society who stated that outside china to which the species was indigenous there was no rainbow camellia in existence the bud produced in court could only have been taken from the foxton greenhouse his assertion of the uniqueness of the plant was received with great applause by his fellow horticulturists their jaws dropped when old drupp brought forward eliza's specimen at first they insisted that the petals were painted but when by direction of old bendel the plant was handed round and handled and smelt and thoroughly examined they were reluctantly compelled to admit that it was a genuine rainbow camellia the admission almost drew tears from their eyes and they mourned ichabod ichabod the two plants placed on either side of the magistrate appeared to closely resemble one another save that eliza's was the smaller of the two i forgot to mention that the hackney plant had eight buds while the foxton plant showed twelve as a blossom had been plucked from each these were respectively reduced to seven and eleven drupp's evidence in conjunction with the production of the plant turned the scale in favour of eliza it was all plain sailing when he opened his mouth the plant belonged to his daughter it had been brought from china by her brother the steward under her care it had grown and flowered and she had plucked a bud to compare with the blooms of the foxton bush no link was wanting in the chain of evidence to prove the innocence of the prisoner and bendel was reluctantly compelled to discharge her without a stain on her character i say reluctantly because he could not forgive eliza for owning a duplicate of the foxton fetish and taking every possible advantage he delivered a smart lecture to its iniquitous possessor there was no applause when eliza left the dock restored to freedom she sought george beanfield but he mindful of her threat had departed long since he left the town he even left the country for a letter addressed from the continent was received by the president of the society which cleared up the mystery of the missing foxton bud george stated that in attending to the plant he had accidentally knocked off a blossom and fearful of a reprimand had burnt it in the greenhouse fire the appearance of eliza with a similar bud to that destroyed had afforded him an opportunity of hiding his delinquency by making her the scapegoat he did not offer any opinion as to how he thought eliza had become possessed of the blossom when the one missing from the bush had been destroyed by himself thus was the innocence of eliza proved beyond all doubt and angered by the unjust aspersions cast on her she proceeded forthwith to turn the tables on her accusers the morning following her acquittal she appeared in my office with a wrathful countenance now sir said she viciously i'm a-goin to hev a action agin them gins for lockin me up but the action never came off the society knowing it had no defence owned that it was in the wrong and offered to compromise moreover they feared lest eliza should sell her plant to a rival society and thus rob foxton of the glory of solely possessing the rainbow camellia after some correspondence they agreed to settle the action for five hundred pounds provided eliza gave them her plant 
this she did and having received her damages and paid my fees she disappeared from foxton a month afterwards my wife again brought up the subject of eliza drupp as usual the cook was her informant fred said she eliza drupp well what has she been doing now stolen another camellia no she has married george beanfield the fellow who gave evidence against her impossible it is true cook has this morning received a piece of the wedding cake well all i can say is that eliza is of a most forgiving disposition i have no patience with her replied my wife but i think she is ashamed to return to foxton she and george have gone to south america a very sensible step to take said i weary of the subject they can set up on the proceeds of the trial at all events we have heard the last of eliza drupp the remark was premature for in less than twelve months i was again discussing eliza and learning the reason of her eccentric behaviour it was on board the mandalay that i heard the truth concerning the matrimonial alliance of our former housemaid i was ordered to take a sea voyage for the benefit of my health and as nell refused to come on the plea of being a bad sailor i was obliged to make the journey alone one place was much the same as another to me provided the instructions of my physician were carried out so taking the first chance that presented itself i embarked for china on a three-star liner the ship was comfortable the passengers sociable and the table excellent so the voyage promised to be very pleasant as a description thereof is not pertinent to the story i proceed at once to the episode which brought up again the name of eliza drupp among the stewards figured a red-haired creature freckled and stumpy he was neither my table nor berth attendant yet he never failed when by accident i caught his eye to salute me with a knowing grin this mark of recognition led me to examine him closely in the expectation of finding a former client or servant i could not recall his features yet they seemed to be familiar to me we were in the bay of biscay when i spoke to him the ship was rolling heavily and on my way to lie down in my cabin i met with my red-polled friend he smiled as usual whereupon i asked him if he knew me no sir said he with a grin but lizer knows you sir lizer my sister sir lizer drop is was and that accounts for the familiar look of your face you are her brother sam yes sir shall i help you along to your bunk sir if you please by this unexpected meeting the circumstances of the case recurred to my mind and i was pleased to meet with sam it was he who had brought the camellia to eliza and i wished to learn where he procured it and also why his sister had married her enemy sam was not unlike my former client but owing to his vocation he had a less pronounced cockney accent at times however the londoner peeped out how is eliza i asked when safely bestowed in my bunk and where is eliza in paraguay where her husband sir there's as happy as the doy is long that is rather curious drupp considering her husband was a witness in that case of sam interrupted me at this moment by laughing violently i checked his untoward mirth with a frown whereupon he wiped his eyes and apologized excuse me sir but i can't help laughing when i think of that there kies 
You got Liza foy run red, you did, sir, and she and George have bought a ranch in Paragray and are getting on fine. Ron Orgy is now, sir, and he's Liza's quite delighty. Her bad luck was the cause of her good luck, said I epigrammatically. It was a fortunate thing for Eliza that you brought her that rainbow camellia from China. Sam grinned and again apologized. Bless you, sir, I didn't bring her no camellia for China, sir. Then how did Eliza become possessed of the second plant? George, sir, he got her a clip off the fox plant. George, repeated I in amazement, but he gave evidence against her if he got her the slip he must have known that course he did sir it was all ploy acting liza wrote home and told all about it then you can tell me all about it drupp as i conducted the case i should like to hear the sequel it may explain why eliza married beanfield that it do sir said sam grinning it were this why sir liza ad no money and george ad enough to marry on they wanted to get spliced and so it on to plan to get money liza she was reading about a cub as got a thousand pounds for being put in quad when he was innercent so she says to george can't we try to sign gime and get enough to marry on and george sir ad an idea he's a long-headed chap sir for being a gardener to to fox and society and knew what a lot they thought of that blessed camellia so he steals a slip and tells eliza to make it grow and to tell father as i brought it from china she asked me to die so and not knowing her gime i said so but i never knowed anything about it sir then liza makes it grow as george says though twas a long time growin when the flowers come she tykes one to foxton and walks into the greenhouse and i see it was all arranged between them so as to sue the society and get damages yes sir george nipped off a bud and burned it he did then liza wearing her own comes out and puts her in quad and between the two of them they clear five hundred pounds yes sir and then he marries her you see sir i see drupp and i must say they are a nice pair that they are sir and i'd a spilt their gime ad i knowed it after delivering this opinion drupp departed and i was left to ruminate over his story i quite believed that he was ignorant of the plot but i was satisfied that had he known he would only have held his tongue if well paid it was useless to give the benefit of the doubt to one who was of the same stock as eliza that artful girl knew her family too well to entrust them with her secret and less legal expenses she and her fellow-conspirator got the whole of the damages to themselves much as i condemned their rascality i could not but admire the cleverness with which they had planned and carried out their scheme they had deceived drupp they had deceived the society they had deceived me their comedy was extremely well acted and ended quite to their satisfaction whereupon i say that country wits are at times equal to those of town-bred folks for though the idea was eliza's the conception and execution of the scheme emanated from the bucolic brain of george i told the whole story to my wife when i returned home and she was very severe on her former housemaid naturally enough she could not keep it to herself and in a short time the history of the deception soon became town talk at first the members of the horticultural society were angered at being so treated 
but as the delinquents were in south america it was wisely concluded to let the matter drop they possessed both rainbow camellias and warned by the trickery of george and eliza watched the plants with renewed vigilance i do not think that any one else will have the chance of stealing a slip of the foxton fetish but should a third rainbow camellia make its appearance in the market old bendel is quite resolved not to be hoodwinked a second time he often regrets that he did not give eliza six months but is too late now as the conspirators are farming in paraguay they ought to rear a rainbow camellia if only to remind them of their iniquity End of story seven.